0: hello and welcome to the salem station podcast the show where we rank and review all of your favorite horror movies i'm your co-host robert
1: and i'm your co-host alex and today we have enrique back as a guest hello our first veteran guest
2: returning guest yep yep,
1: yep. Uh last week
0: was movie number ninety, which is our last movie on the nineties portion of the list. This week is movie number eighty-nine. We are finally moving ahead. Finally guys.
1: broke into the eighties, finally out of the nineties.
0: Whoa. Last episode we uh ended on a rant about the Cloverfield franchise, by the way. Um uh, quick uh just a quick note out there. Those of you wondering. Uh the rant wasn't on the Cloverfield movie. The, you can watch the movie if you want. I I don't know, I don't wouldn't recommend it. it's long on the list, but it was more on the franchise and JJ Abrams. The rant was not on the movie itself. Um, if those of you wondering, probably not. You probably are trying to forget about my rant on Cloverfield. Anyways, uh, this uh, week has movie number 89, and that movie is 2019's Amid somar
1: And I'm sorry if you're expecting a normal episode, it's just gonna be another rant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I will be honest. I'd say the 90, after Cloverfield, which was 90, there's like a significant jump in terms of the qualities going into this movie. This movie isn't, I know I keep, I kept ranting about the prior movies, but uh, I probably won as much as this movie. This movie and Onward, I would say, are of a higher caliber than the other ones. They're, it's it's The jump from Cloverfield to Midsommar is pretty significant, I would say. I know some people pronounce it midsummer. I'm gonna say it as it is. Enrique is back on. He was last year on our Terrifier episode. Go check that out if you haven't. And so yeah, you're back on here. Welcome back.
2: Yeah, thank you, thank you. Good to be back. What's it like to... another movie? What's it like yeah. being back? Uh, you know, it's it's good. Uh always like talking to you guys, especially uh, about cool. movies. Yay. <laughs>
1: It's even funnier when Robert rants throughout the whole thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm looking at to do at this time. I, 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 This movie isn't... As Don't a, lie to the viewers. Don't lie to other. the viewers. Before going and giving our honest opinions on it, uh, I'm sure most of you, like, for instance, the last movies we covered were like, what, Cloverfield, Leprechaun, Critters. And I'm sure like those most of you may not have seen them or probably even heard of them. This movie, though, since it came out last year, most of you guys would probably be pretty familiar with this. Even if you haven't seen it, you might know what the premise is. It's the premise is about this cult and well, some would say it's a, a little society, a little village. I'm saying straight up it's a cult <laughs> and these people come in and experience what the cult has to offer, which if you see the movie, if you seen the movie is uh, pretty horrific
1: yeah, that cliff scene yeah. really got me. <laughs> the, the first, yeah. like, really yeah. scene <laughs> that that was kind of intense. Didn't ex- I, I, I hon- I've seen this movie before, always catching me off guard.
0: Yep, it it does. Most people who have seen this movie have either praised it or have stated that they don't like it. And I guess Enrique, you want to go first on giving
2: your opinion since you're the guest. Sure um i wouldn't say i hate this movie but uh it's just kind of hard to watch for me it's a good movie but i think it's just the suspense and then like the immediate uh payoff of what that suspense is leading up to that just rattles my nerves
1: very bloody payoff I mean. Mm. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah very very yeah. i mean
2: very gory
1: yeah i mean it's a good payoff for especially people that love gore but it can be a little much sometimes, especially with how yeah, much oh I do yeah.
2: it. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't decrease from that scene. That <laughs> no the it scene. <laughs> they they,
1: oh, they yeah, hit no, the no, line no. running, let me tell you. Jeez.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this movie is even though it's low on my list, and you guys might know what my thoughts on that might be. I will be honest, this movie is expertly made. It's very beautiful. It's probably no for sure without a doubt the movie so far that we've covered that has the most thought put behind it in terms of like literally every aspect of the movie. Uh, for those of you wondering, we watched the director's cut of it. So it's like 30 minutes more, just literally shy, 10 minutes of three hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's, yeah. It's,
1: a, it's a big movie. It's, it's, it's yeah, a lot it's to take easy.
0: in. So, and I I had seen the theatrical version before, as did Enrique, I believe. And so there's some uh, scenes me too, that- me too we watched that you know weren't in there that we had originally seen. I'll be honest, I like the director's cut more. There's a certain scene that we can talk about later that I really do think adds to the characters and I put this low on the list based off of the theatrical cut based off of the director's cut. If if I had seen the director's cut before and ranked it based off of that, I think this might be this might have been a bit higher on the list, to be honest.
1: How much um, higher would you say?
0: Uh my opinions probably wouldn't have changed that much, but I would say like probably like four spots up.
2: Oh man. No, Just because of that one scene.
0: Yeah, I I, I that mm. scene was I would say expertly made. Um, it does
2: add a lot. I mean that that's
0: Yeah, that's it does add point. a
2: lot to both characters. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's another good point though. This movie was beautifully shot. I mean, everything from oh, yeah. the location oh, yeah. to the characters, the costume, everything. Even the I like goal. the...
2: All the effects. The yeah. trippy effects. Yes, <laughs> yeah, the a trippy effects. The ethereal. Drugs. Psychedelic.
0: Psychedelics used. And it looks great. <laughs> How they pull everything off. Things are slightly off. Um, I don't know. It's just so sick. Um, but yeah, this movie is expertly made. Um, you'll hear me probably praise this movie more than I will. <laughs> uh, rant about it. If I do. What about you, Alex? What are your just general thoughts on the movie?
1: Um, you know, I, I would probably have to agree with Umrike. I don't hate this movie. Like I hate some some other movies, uh, <laughs> as seen in our previous podcast. I don't. I don't hate it. It's a good movie. It's. It's just for me, it gets a little too much with everything, the suspense and then the gore. But everything was beautifully shot. I, I think it's a good movie it's it's yeah. entertaining it, for for the people that enjoy that kind of stuff it's definitely definitely a treat
0: yep um yep and basically almost the same i mean i know it's low on my list but it's not a bad movie i don't hate no, it yeah i i honestly do not hate the movie
1: it did get me a couple I, times it honestly yeah. this, this is one of the first movies to get me a couple times
0: If you were to ask me if I would have another horror movie that I'd rather watch, yeah, I would. But I'm not. I don't really have anything against this movie. It's not doesn't do anything egregiously bad. You know, it's it's a really good movie. It's well made, and yeah,
1: it's just not as strong.
0: Yeah, that's just that's just me. Uh, Ari Aster directed this. It's his sophomore outing after he did his hit *Hereditary*, which I really I really enjoy *Hereditary*. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good one. Yeah, I love it. And uh, it's by the Studio A24, which is like an indie studio, I believe. Um, they made uh, also the uh, with Robert Eggers, The Witch, and The Lighthouse, and many other movies such as Ex Machina and so many others.
3: So, um, would you call
1: I re- this a big box movie? Would you call this a big box film? Um, or would you say it's on? I, don't I mean, know. it probably is on the smaller side, but I mean.
0: Yeah, I it definitely got probably more recognition than most horror movies.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because like, the, the you would be forgiven is... for thinking it's a big box movie with how much attention it got.
0: Yeah, the studio mm-hmm. is like, I guess considered like an indie studio, though. Like, it's isn't like you know a big blockbuster studio and whatnot. But I'm excited to see what. Honestly, with next.
1: with the editing, you you could be led to believe that it's a lot higher budget than it was
0: yeah yeah so yeah this was written and directed by the guy he did uh both duties it stars uh florence Pugh, i believe that's how you pronounce it she is uh danny and her performance is i would say really good i'll, I'll be honest yeah the- her
2: acting is very good
0: yeah uh it's it's pretty great this movie and i know most people uh have said this before and i'm sure every time you hear a review about this movie you're like oh so you gotta mention it again but this movie i've seen the wicker man and a lot of people have compared this to the wicker man and i cannot uh deny that comparison i really enjoy the wicker man i enjoy the wicker man more uh and by the wicker man i mean the one with christopher
2: lee the wait not the one so with nicholas cage <laughs> no <laughs> I hear a lot of people hate that <laughs> version. <laughs>
0: the, there's, a, there's a scene where the, they always mention about like the bees or whatever. He's like, no, not the bees. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah,
3: I don't love my eyes! My eyes.
0: Not the that bees. That's the only yeah.
1: thing I know from that movie.
2: Yeah, me too. Yeah. I haven't even seen the film.
0: But I really enjoyed the original one. And it's, it's very similar-ish. It's got a folk, folk tale, folklore, I guess you could call it, vibe to it. And it's about this outsider, briefly spoiling the worker man, for those of you who haven't seen, like, a four-year-old movie <laughs> already. It's about a guy who's an outsider, a police officer specifically, who goes to this island and he's looking for this chick named Rowan Morrison and... He's this chick's been missing and he's trying to see, you know, has this village on Summer Isle been and are they responsible for it? Uh turns out she wasn't missing the whole time and they just did that to lure an outsider in order to kill him and they put him inside of a wicker man and they burn him up, which reminds me of the ending in which they put someone else inside of something and they burn him up. Uh it's Hey spoilers, man. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> I, I won't say right now specifically what it is. I it's very similar if if you haven't seen Wicker Man, I would probably recommend you watch that movie.
1: Really I have good. not seen it, actually, so I will take your recommendation on that one.
0: Yes. Same here. We won't be covering it anytime soon, though, because it's pretty high on the list. The <laughs> but yeah. And but yeah, they're both about crazy cults. This movie starts off
2: with uh, the oh! tragic scene. The tragic, tragic scene, opening. Yeah.
0: Carbon
1: monoxide poisoning.
0: Yes. Yeah. You see Danny and she's getting like these weird... Uh, the main character her names Danny. She's getting these weird messages from her sister, you know, it's, and she explains that her sister has uh, she's bipolar, and that she's done this before. And she calls her boyfriend Christian, and she's explained to him you who know, is like, a piece of like,
1: shit. By the way, we'll explain why later. But geez, yeah, there's Buckley's many guy. reasons
0: why, um, why he's a piece of shit, but he she calls him you know like for consolation and trying to for help you know and he's like oh it's just one of those one of those episodes that your sister usually has you know um don't pay any attention or she's just trying to uh she's doing this just for attention trying to like soothe danny and she kind of like buys into it for a sec i guess and you see where christian's currently at and he's with he's with the boys
3: at the a boys. restaurant or <laughs> the boys.
0: <laughs> and they're planning out a trip to Sweden, and they're encouraging him specifically, Mark, who's probably the biggest dick of all the guys.
3: Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. aside from Christian. <laughs> <person. laughs> yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, from from
0: uh, he's like, dude, you should just break up with her already. Like, she's dead away or something like that. I don't even remember what he specifically called Some- her. Something
1: along those lines. Either yeah. way, not something yeah. that. You should be telling then, someone who's in a relationship.
0: Yeah, and then you can tell that like Christian's kind of like contemplating on, you know, leaving her and breaking up. And Danny, I believe, calls another friend of hers and she's explaining how her sister is sending out these cryptic messages. One of them saying, Um, I think I'm going I think it was like something along the lines of I'm going out and I'm taking mom and dad with me. And Yeah, I'm
1: going into the dark, I think it was, or something like that.
0: Yeah you Christian's just like again contemplating whether he should leave or not it's at that moment that he gets a phone call from Danny who is crying uh hysterically and you know it's revealed that what the sister had done is that she did kill herself and the parents as well what she had done was she she left the cars running in the garage at night so while her and while she and her parents slept they inhaled carbon monoxide and they all three of them suffocated to death. Throughout the movie, you see uh, a lot of visuals that are like pulsating, almost like creating like this breathing, the sense of like nature's breathing. And it's almost, I don't know if it's a reference to like, you know, that's the way her parents died, that's the way her family died, might be, but that's just uh, an interesting thing that i have noticed that i'm sure other people have as well by the way yeah also something i just quickly mentioned a lot of the things i'm gonna say right now aren't things that i myself picked up on i did pick up on a couple things but going into this i had to do a bit of research and i mean a bit in terms of like last minute because i'll be honest as for each episode i don't do my research on these <laughs> yeah we, we watched the
1: stuff. movie and then here we are you know like yeah
0: uh, but not what I did more, for this episode less. was I looked at the Dead Meat and Fanflix's reviews on these and try to see how they break down this movie because I honestly was not, I'm not smart enough to decipher what the hell this movie was trying to say. So I had to see what other people uh, were trying to like interpret of this movie. So I'll leave links to their reviews down below in some sort of description.
1: Please check them out. They're smarter than we are. They were able to yeah. figure this shit out.
0: Yes, I was only able to know a couple things that were surface level. They managed to read a lot deeper into this than I could. So yeah. But yeah. so that's just um, if they do okay. explain something that sounds like oh that sounds really smart. It's cause they got it off of letters. Just pointing that out.
1: <laughs> a simple um, Google search. Uh, I wanna go back to uh, the, the beginning scenes with the crying. And I just want to say... I just want to say that Florence... Holy shit. That crying really got me. That was hard to watch. Oh, yeah. Dude, that was a- that was some of the best crying. And by best, I mean, like, most realistic, most impactful crying that I've ever heard in my life. Like, if yeah. if somebody had no context and saw that, they'd think that, you know, that, that was real. Like, somebody had really yeah. just gone through the worst experience of their life. That was personally one of the hardest scenes in any movie I've had to watch I don't know why it was just really yeah. really like impactful
0: she's a she's her performance is probably the best in the whole movie I would say mm-hmm. she oh, really definitely. nailed this role and she's really great in this
2: role yeah, <laughs> she, it, it, got it, the, yeah.
1: it's incredible her performance so she definitely yeah. deserves a lot of praise for that
2: yes really- it was like uh Ari Aster really knows how to cast Characters to portray grief. Yeah, he does. Cause in Hereditary as well. Yep.
1: Oh, that's another one. Yeah, like no,
2: with crying. That's also very realistic.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, no, like yeah, the her performance is top notch. So yeah, she's uh, she's in this. As is also in this is Will Poulter. I might be pronouncing that last name wrong, but most people at the moment they see him, they recognize who he is. We had someone call him the guy with the eyebrows he's the, guy, the from guy with the eyebrows yeah
3: <laughs> yeah he's
0: from, yeah he's from one of the narnia movies and i don't remember what else he's in but he's in this movie as well the movie
2: in a, the uh guy. were the millers oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah that's yeah, what what was it was on <laughs> the tip of my
1: tongue I, I couldn't think for a second
2: yeah he's like in a lot of things
0: i just don't ever remember what he's in but yeah. <laughs> he's that guy he's the son of what jennifer aniston and i forget who's the guy in that movie yeah i
2: forget the guy too
0: um but yeah that's him that's the guy he's in this also he's really good i'll say he's really good at acting because he really sells that he's this buffoon (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um and the actor who plays christian too i don't know his name but he he sells this dickish role really well
2: oh yeah
0: what
1: what an interesting motivated character
0: (laughs) yeah if a, if an actor can get you to hate a character that much, it's probably because they're doing a good job.
1: That's true. That's very true.
0: Yep. The sister and the two parents perished in, like, the first five minutes of the movie.
1: And, yeah, it is, like, really early on.
0: Yeah, and she calls Christian crying, and, you know, he had plans of leaving her, um, dumping her, but now he it's, I mean, if you dump her after that incident, you know,
1: you're just cruel like yeah, yeah that's just, is, like there's being a dick and then there's just being like cruel and that would have been just yeah. cruel
0: and he he notices that and he now like he can't he knows he can't dump her anymore at least not right now due to the tragedy she's gone through and, and he seems
1: angry like he's angry that he can't
0: yeah, he 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 knows how he'll look, even to like probably his friends. You know, he looks like a dick for having done this so recently after.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, and I guess I'll just spoil the the end really quick about the bear scene. Um, just for this thing, I got to point out. Um, in feeling, that at the end, he ends up trapped in a bear in a in a live. I was gonna say a live bear. The bear's dead. He ends up trapped in a bear, and I don't know if it's supposed to represent him being trapped in a dead relationship, but I'm gonna assume that that's what it's trying to say, because he's trapped in both instances. Interesting. I, I might be reading too much into that, but <laughs> I think that's what the, I think that's what the dead bear is supposed to represent. But yeah, he now notices that you know he he can't break up with her, and so we cut to like a couple months later and they're at this party and they had been talking previously about how they wanted to go to sweden and they each have there's four four boys you know pele who's the guy who comes from sweden uh you have mark who is as we had said the eyebrows guy um (laughs) and we have uh josh josh yes josh is the one they each have their different reasons for going. So it's Josh, Pellet, Mark, and Christian. Josh wants to go to do his thesis for his master's, I believe.
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, and he wants to do it on the the culture that uh, Pellet comes from. And Pellet's obviously going back because it's where he's from. Uh, Mark wants to go over there for the chicks and have a grand of old course. time, <laughs> as one <laughs> and-
1: does, as one does.
0: Yes. and christian just wants to go to get away from danny from danny and the whole situation Basically, now, yeah. yeah. now him going to sweden will seem like he's just trying to run away from the grief that she's probably like pouring onto him mm-hmm. and yeah. it's at this party that it's revealed you know she finds out through someone else that oh yeah they're going to this party and she kind of looks at him, to sweden what? you mean yeah to sweden sorry Sweden and she looks at him and you know she's like oh like you didn't tell me about this and he was like oh I was gonna tell you it's something we haven't talked about for long even though they've been talking about it for months because yeah that's that's really when everything starts
1: falling into place
0: yeah her family dies in the winter I believe Mm -hmm. because it's snowing and by the time they're talking about it's like a couple weeks until they go to the to Sweden which is like in as the title states midsummer which is like the middle of summer throughout you see kind of how they each are towards her josh they're so their personality, I'll just talk about the personalities as I'm sure it's important uh it's to some it is some it might not be but uh Josh is the one who's going for the thesis and he's just interested in all the i don't know what you'd say the intellectual things and whatnot the culture, He's, yeah. He he only wants to know about the culture and specifics and how everything works and what does this do and what's that for and everything mm-hmm. else. People are dying left and right. He's like, well, why is that? You know, like what's this ritual for? And I'm like, <laughs> dude, you have people dying and that's like what you're asking about. Yeah, you have Mark who really doesn't care about anything. To be honest, I I don't think he even has any regards for his friends. He's just there, just vibing. He's always vaping. Throughout the uh, movie, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he's always looking out for you know the chicks and whatnot.
3: Um,
1: <laughs> as as one does, as one does.
0: And some would uh, call him the fool, and I'm only saying that because I'll bring it up later. But he would be considered the fool of the gang, and fella who is the, as I said, the guy from the, from the town, the village, the cult, whatever you want to call it. After Danny knows about it, he, in order not to seem too dickish, he offers her, you know, do you want to come then? You know, like, fine. You can, yeah. you can come with us if you yeah, want. Yeah, basically, basically, <laughs>
1: fine. You can, you can be with us.
0: And he, like, reassures the guys, you know, they're like, oh, is she going to come? And he's like, no, no, she's not going to say yes. I mean, in the state she is, she's going to say no, <laughs> she's going to decline it. I, mean, I just had to ask her because I didn't want to seem like a dick. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, we'll go for sure.
3: And he's so like, like, damn it. Totally <laughs>
0: backfires. <laughs> yeah and out of all the guys they genuinely like they genuinely don't want her to go mark doesn't care about the tragedy that she went through and neither does josh he's only there for his thesis um Nothing out of really all care. of them the only one who really probably cares is pelle and he's the one who's showing his sympathy for her and it might be for ulterior motives or maybe because he really likes it her. Do-
1: it's definitely for ulterior motives
0: <laughs> yeah but he's the only one who really shows any sympathy towards her mentioning her family and this is this is a really cool transition where she breaks down because of it and then she goes into the bathroom and then it transitions to like the airplane bathroom which is pretty sick
1: it, yeah uh, no, that's a really smooth i don't know what kind of cut that is but it was a really nice smooth cut
0: there's some really nice transitions in here because there's a transition where where Josh is in the middle of the day and then it cuts to him at night and it's like the same face in the same spot. That was pretty sick. You're right,
2: yeah. When he Um, wakes up.
0: And so before you know it, they're all on their way to Sweden. Woo, on this vacation that they all all soon regret going to.
1: (laughs) Very soon, yes.
0: And so they're all going over there and they're going for this festivity that Pelle, um, he's explaining. And Pelle, I feel... Could have been much more... No, I'm sure it's because, again, as I said, ulterior motives, but he's not being completely honest with them. He's saying, you know, the festivities here... He doesn't explain completely what the festivities are and what it's going to be like. You know, explaining that there's going to be murder around would be probably (laughs) helpful, but...
1: We're not having an idea.
0: And he... It is explained, though, that the festivities happen every 90 years and uh i actually did pick up on this but enrique did uh saying that uh the not the number nine is prevalent as it's 90 years that festivities happen and at the end uh they require nine they say sacrifices or offerings i say victims um <laughs> they require nine and so yeah it's pretty interesting i didn't pick up on that and it's pretty sick ish yeah i don't know um,
2: what other significance it means other than yeah it just shows up a lot
0: yeah, there's a there's a lot of things where like they're slightly hinted at, and then later on they do pay off. I'll explain that later, I guess. But the festivities occur every 90 years, but they have this thing called the May Queen, like the May Queen Festival or whatever. They crown a, a May Queen every year. That's 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 something they do yearly, along with the 90 year uh, festival of burning nine people. Oops, spoilers. Um <laughs> as they drive to Harga, which is the name of the commune. Harga, I think it's the name of the commune or the place. I think it's probably both. As they're going over there, Mark sees a bunch of uh ladies walking down the road and he's like, Damn dude, why are why are all the chicks here hot? And <laughs> Pella is uh I don't know if it's Pella or uh, Christian that they're starting to say something and Josh cuts in and he's like, no, 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 here, let me give you the real reason. It's due to like what the Vikings used to do, which was they would go around to different places and get all the best women and bring them here, which we will talk about later because it's interesting that that's kind of what happens in the movie as well. They arrive at the community and Pella introduces the, the group of four to to his i think it's his brother his name is igmar igmar or something like that Mm -hmm. and and you know they're all getting introduced and igmar is saying oh i have uh i have two people that i myself brought that are my friends and it's connie and what was the guy's name simon yeah connie and simon um i can just remember by saying simon Cowell. very (laughs) similar um simon and connie and they're like oh hey like we're also outsiders i think they're from britain i believe right Mm -hmm. and they're here and so you have six outsiders in this commune and they're here to enjoy the festivities because it's considered once in a lifetime because it's only every 90 years from there Mm -hmm.
3: they
2: they take mushrooms
3: (laughs) oh yeah
0: literally the moment they arrive ingmar is like you want some you want to take some? Food, you want then.
1: some shrooms?
0: And they all are like, yeah, sure, but uh, I don't think Danny's ever like done it before, and so she's like very hesitant. And you can see, I would probably describe her as having anxiety because you see her like, oh yeah, the must like, oh I'm no, like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to hold you guys back. And then she's like almost talking herself into it, like no, like I can do it, I can do it. And she ends up not taking shrooms, but rather taking tea, which. It's, like,
2: infused with the shrooms,
0: yeah. basically. And so yeah. they all go on a trip together. <laughs> they're all just vibing out. And then Mark's, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, you guys have to, like, do it while you're late. <laughs> now, like, oh, my God. You want it. the feeling, yo. And they're all having their own experiences. And it's really trippy. She Like, the way the camera, like, it's almost like everything just starts to, like, slightly, like, a ripple everything like the edges like of the camera
2: just plane. pulsating
0: how yeah, they pulsate they ripple the more you focus
2: it. on something the more it pulsates
0: it's like whoa and then there's a scene where like she's looking at her hand and it's like the grass is growing through and pellet i think he's like what is he saying like feel the nature or something like that mm-hmm. something feel the nature be, yeah. do you breathing in or something oh no he's saying like <laughs> do you feel nature beating or something mm-hmm. and and she's still grieving from her family having died not that long ago so when she hears someone mention family it's almost like it's a trigger word and then she starts having a bad trip because then everything just goes downward from there she starts she gets up and tries to go away um they're like are you okay and she's like yeah 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 i'm i just need my own little time and then she comes across a group of people that are laughing and she's like they're laughing at me they're laughing at me they're not but you know obviously that that word triggered triggered that response in her there's a scene which is pretty... I, I enjoy it, where she goes into like... It's like a bathroom that they have in one of the... One of the little cabins they have. And then she's looking in the mirror. And I think she sees a reflection of a family member.
2: I think it might be her sister.
0: Her sister? Yeah. And it's pretty sick. And it's like, whoa. And it's pretty horrific. Pella is saying that. Uh, that they're get, that she got ready for tomorrow's festivities. I believe it's tomorrow. I don't think it's the same day. And it's... uh. One of the first things that uh, they will see happen is the Addis Stupa, I think is what it's called. I'm looking at how they have it written. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's called an Addis Stupa. And it's, uh, they all go to it. You know, she's, everyone's wondering, what is it? And Josh is like, do you guys really practice that here? And, and Bella's like, yeah, we do. And everyone's like, what is it? And I'm all, the first time I watched this, I was like, what is it? <laughs> and, this, and I'm like, oh, geez, you should have honestly just told them what it was about. And so they go to, they're all curious, you know, they're like, what is the Adashtupa? What's it going to be like? They all go to the little ceremony and it's, it starts off with them all sitting on this. I like the way they eat, the commune eats. It's these large dining dining tables, these large tables that extend pretty far out and everyone's just lined up and they all eat. But for the Adashtupa thing, there's these two old people. There's this elderly woman and there's this elderly guy. They only eat once they start eating, and they only drink once they start drinking. And they are the people, they will be the participants of the Ada stupa. I like that word. <laughs> I like saying it. <laughs> <laughs> you see them after they finish eating, they look at each other and they're carried away on these like they're carried away on these uh chairs and they go to like this cliffy area. They all go to this, they go to the bottom, the foot of a cliff, and they look as these people are taken to the top. And it's explained, I don't remember if it's earlier or if it's afterwards, it's explained that the way they see the life cycle of, a, of the people at the commune is through the four seasons, spring, summer, fall and winter, and that the people from ages, once they're born up to age 18, is considered their springtime. 18 to 36 is considered their summer. 36 to 54 is considered their fall. And then 54 to 72 would be their winter. And they ask, well, what happens after 72? You know, what do you what happens? Well, these people have just turned 73. What follows is the lady goes first. She falls off the cliff and there's like a rock on the bottom and her head just gruesomely smashes on it.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really
0: sets it's the tone so for gory. this movie. <laughs> the gore's pretty good. hmm Whoa. Damn, it's Slowly. bloody. I just realized we have you on for... Pol- we've had you on probably for, like, the two gories
1: movies. movies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's That's
1: right. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I'd say the gore yeah. in this is more realistic, but it's the... Uh, yes. They're both yeah. gruesome. They're
0: both gruesome. The gore in Terrifier was more just... <laughs> <laughs> Almost cartoonishly extreme, that's like super that cut down the middle. Oh yeah, that's super dark blood. Yeah, <laughs> this is like oh, yeah. realistic because it's her. Like her face was caved in the moment her mm-hmm. face hit the rock, and it's like it's a huge cliff. The the commune, you know, it's 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 something they've seen before, mm-hmm. so to them, it's it's nothing. But to the outsiders, you know, they're like, like, what is this? Like,
2: yeah, what the hell is man, this? This is horrible.
3: Yeah, this is
0: horrific. She just died. Yeah. And Danny, Danny, though, doesn't really speak up. She's just looking at it like, like she, I don't know if she's transfixed at it. She's like, just, she's, she's I right, noticed, just in
2: shock, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what yeah. it is,
0: honestly. She's probably in shock. And then it's time for the, the guy to step up. And <laughs> something we criticize him is on. He goes in pencil diving bad for uh, right off yeah, the bat. yeah, yeah. <laughs> feet first if anything his feet are what's gonna hit the ground first and he's not gonna die which obviously doesn't happens mm-hmm. his feet are broken and mangled but he's alive oh, yeah. he's in agony and then one thing that is shown throughout the movie is when someone's in agony or like crying or something like they kind of mimic
2: mimic the person who's in agony they mimic it's like empathizing his... right
0: yeah, yeah it's like a weird way of empathizing with them
2: kind of like sharing their pain yeah
0: yeah, yeah. and so like they start like crying out and they start crying out reflecting and mirroring like what Mm -hmm. he's doing you know obviously he's (laughs) got to die yeah here comes the bonking time
1: (laughs) (laughs) as one of our friends so lovingly put it the big bonker
0: yeah you have a guy coming up with a huge mallet and it's this it's, it's
1: <laughs> really interesting the way they do it that's it <laughs> I'm like getting horrible. me mallet and then he just fucking <laughs> he just yeah. mashes this guy's shit in just smashes
0: it in. and then one thing that I noticed is like interesting I guess is that there's four of them and they like passed it amongst <laughs> themselves <laughs> they all take like, turns
2: yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <That's so laughs> way over I, mean, I mean rightfully so all the outsiders are like scared and
1: yeah hey, yo what the fuck is this
0: and so um, Simon and Connie are like, we're, we're leaving. We mm-hmm. are leaving ASAP as, mu- as fast as possible. And I was going to say that they probably leave the day after. But one thing that should, one thing that should be noted is it's weird telling the times in this movie because it happens in the middle of summer. And one thing that they note in the movie is that the days are longer in this. And it's in a part of the world where sometimes you don't get nights at all so Mm -hmm. they were mentioning how like it's 9 p.m but the sun is still out so i don't know if they try to leave that same day or that same night it's very hard to tell and i'm sure like that goes that that goes well hand in hand with like the trippy aspect of the movie which i feel is pretty smart but yeah they are like we are leaving the moment we get the chance
3: (laughs) (laughs) And,
0: and Pella is like no 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 like guys calm down like this this is a tradition you know this happens all the time the moment someone turns 73 you know they gotta do this and (laughs) josh i don't think josh freaks out he's like writing everything yeah he doesn't really freak out (laughs) yeah he's like the intellectual person of the group one thing that i should mention about the group is res and i'm sure those of you who have done your research on this movie probably have probably seen this come up multiple times, but he's he says this movie is like the Wizard of Oz for perverts. And I guess I guess each character might have like their own they might have their own connections to like the Wizard of Oz group. I saw someone say that I think it was on the Dead of Meat podcast, <laughs> so of I'm giving course. credit to them for stating it. But they said that Pele would be the tornado who brings Dorothy to Oz because he's the one who brings he's the one who brings Danny to this to this madness. There's a, there's a scene. I'm only saying this because there's a scene in the beginning where they're following this yellow path of flowers, and it's almost like following the yellow brick road. You know? Go <laughs> we'll to you. see the
1: wizard, the wonderful, wizard. yeah, no, it's not, it's not yeah. the wonderful wizard.
0: And Dorothy, and that is accompanied by three guys: uh, the lion, the the
2: Tin Man, the Tin and Man, the and the Scarecrow.
0: And I'm sure, like the three, Josh, Mark, and Christian, each probably represent an aspect. I feel like Josh. Would I mean, Mark would probably be the Scarecrow. At the end, he is stuffed with, like, what, straw or something, right?
2: Yeah, I think so, most of them are. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. I think, okay, you know what? I think I'm onto something. Mark I think he might be, be the Scarecrow. He's the fool. And in The Wizard of Oz, the Scarecrow is always seen as the one who's dancing around. Christian is the one who's stuffed in the bear. He might represent like the, the lion. lion. Yeah. Oh,
1: the lion. And,
0: and the Tin Man will probably josh. be josh because in this he's like cold there's no emotions he's oh that's that's intellectual true Intellectual. so i think i think it's the connection might be nice uh, yeah so yeah i don't, job, I don't know Robert. how deep this is supposed to represent <laughs> the of Oz, but i just made the connection it right matches now. up pretty well so it <laughs> yeah, yeah it could have
1: been like a reference
0: might be might be and there's a lot of trippy things in this movie like like, I mean, the Wizard of Oz is a trip itself. Well, another nah, nah. thing
2: is that Christian is a coward, like the the lion, right? Oh, yes. he's uh, lion. yeah, He's, he's, he's scared of uh, telling Danny how he really feels, right? Oh, yeah. true. Yeah. He doesn't want to come out uh, forward with her. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I can see a lot of connections. Yeah. that That's pretty sick, actually, that we're making these right now.
1: <laughs> Actual analysis coming from us. What a treat! What a (laughs) treat!
0: Throughout all this like agony and all this craziness, like Josh just is like, no, like I'm just trying to get my research done, and he's very adamant. He he. Everyone knows that he's there for his thesis. They get a tour of like around the rest of the commune. I think it was before. I'm sorry if these events are out of order. They get a tour, and they go. They come across this this banner that they call a love story, depicts some pretty uh graphic scenes of this chick who likes this guy and wants him to fall in love with her so what she does is she cuts some of her pubes and puts it in a pie as you do and i think feeds it to him
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I, I i didn't catch this on the banner but on the, on the dead meat podcast they had said that they that the chick in the mural gives the guy a drink uh with her period blood in it and like a love he consumes yeah, he consumes both, and then there that they fall in love and yada yada. That's the end of it. So we'll, well, you'll see where that comes later. Yeah, there's a lot of things like that where it's like vaguely hinted at, and then it comes to fruition, and you don't probably mm-hmm. pick up on it until like later on the rewatch. Like there's a there's a scene where there's these kids playing, and they're like, "What are they playing?" And he's playing this. They're playing this game called Skin the Fool. I won't say what it is right now, but later on when you see this event later it's like oh that's what they were like kind of alluding towards
3: yeah
0: i think it's the day of danny's birthday and pell is the only one who remembers and mm-hmm. he gives her a drawing of herself and she's like oh like this is really great uh, you're the only one who remember christian don't even remember you almost get vibes that he kind of wants to be with her he's like he's like kind of pushing boundaries you know what i mean
2: yeah yeah some not so subtle hints
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: he does tell Christian about it, and Christian's like, Oh, yeah, like, right, right. And so, what he does is he offers her like a slice of some bread, like bread. or <laughs> <laughs> with like a little candle on it. And what I found this pretty funny. He was like it's pathetically so trying to like light the candle on what he's singing. I think um, there's
2: some pretty funny moments in the movie. I don't know if that's intentional, but yeah. <laughs> It's like awkward, funny. They generally made me laugh. They're kind of
0: distant. I feel like at times they try to prove that they're still in a relationship, but it's not really working out. Like him trying to give her a gift, mm-hmm. it's it almost seems like it's tone deaf. You know, it's like well, you really didn't intend. You did, you did it with no intention. Much mm-hmm. of the characters starting to grow uh, riffs amongst them. For instance, uh, Christian and Christian. Mm, i'm not christian is a dick in this uh he decides <laughs> he's being criticized by uh i don't remember who and he he starts arguing with josh about how he too wants to write his thesis on the village and josh is like dude you know that's what i came here to do that's why i this means that's a lot That's literally to me.
1: why we're here
0: <laughs> yeah christian's this like well like- i want to write on it too we can both we collaborate can both work on it yeah yeah we collaborate and Josh is upset, understandably. Sony he tells Pella, like, dude, he's writing the thesis on your community as well. And Pella's like, well, he did ask me first. And Josh is like, well, what do you mean? You know, you know, I've been trying to do this the whole time. And I feel like Pella did that on purpose. Yeah, I was probably... going to say
2: he's kind of like causing some of the rifts. Yeah. In relationships. I feel like that was not genuine, Pella. Josh has to
0: go to one of the elders in order to get approval to make to write his thesis on the community which he does get approval of Mm -hmm. they go into another building there's another building and again i'm sorry if i'm missing on details but there's so much in this movie it's almost three hours so (laughs) they go into another building there's another building that's seen and in it there's these scriptures that josh is interested in he's 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 having one of the elders uh read it to him and translate, and he's writing everything. If they're talking about like about the oracles of the village, and they mention he's like, "Who's the oracle?" And the, the elders like, "Oh, it's Reuben." And Reuben is this disabled person who was uh, purposefully inbred in order to be the way he, that he is. And he claims that the these inbred people are those without clouded judgment or something like that. And they're yeah. the oracles. Literally, all you do is just this paint on pages, and the elders try to interpret what it is. And Josh is like, Can I take a photograph of it? And the elder's like, Absolutely not. Like,
2: sacred. To us. Like, <laughs> another funny, us. funny <laughs> moment. <laughs> the elder's just so like, like What? So no, what? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even ask like, that.
0: Why? I'm only bringing that up right now because it kind of comes up later.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Around that scene where Mark, because Mark, again, he's he's doing his own thing. Everyone has these interconnected relationships with one another, you know, like Pele with Danny, Danny with Christian, Christian with Josh. I think Mark is like the only one who's honestly just everything that happens to him is his fault.
3: Yeah. (laughs) He literally has has no relationship with
0: these guys. So he's like, all right, there's a scene where he's like, all guys, I'm going to go take a leak. And he's gone for a minute, and then you hear this guy screaming. He's like, what are you
2: doing? And he's like, what do you mean? I just took a piss on this log. And they're like, this is the ancestral log. <laughs> that's where they had scattered uh, the old yeah. dead people's bodies or ashes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: it's the ancestral log.
0: <laughs> and they're like, they're like the guy's furious with them. He's like, that's where all of our people who came before. <laughs> that's us, that's our
1: heritage. <laughs> he starts crying. <laughs> yeah, he
3: took a piss all over our heritage. <laughs>
1: Like oh. it was so bad for <laughs> yeah. It's like and one then, of the worst things you can do to offend these people and he does it.
0: And then there's a chick who comes up and asks and she's talking to Pella about like how he she'll try to explain to the to the elder that like oh it's cause he didn't know that this was the ancestral law. Mm-hmm. And then the moment she walks away, uh jo- Mark is literally like, Was she talking about me? Like, like the... she, oh my <laughs> god, he's so he's only there for the chicks and he's like, Did she say anything about me? And he's like, No he's, <laughs> she was saying how she would try to tell the elder that like you didn't know and he was like anything else though (laughs) (laughs) he's like like, no i guess and there's there's a scene where and again i'm sorry i'm jumping from scene this probably is like the incorrect order of the way things played out but (laughs) there's a scene probably earlier only i'm only mentioning this because i almost forgot about these two characters the the other two people that tiny and simon Simon, they have decided that they're gonna go. And, right after the cliff scene. Yeah, right after she she's rushing back. She's rushing back. She just left Connie. No, she sorry, Connie's coming back. She just left Simon off and Simon's uh Simon, I think he's like preparing their vehicle or whatever, ready to go. And she's rushing back. And she she's she it's the only reason she came back is I think she forgot her bags. She's picking up her bags, and then she's she's about to leave and she's telling Danny, you know, like, oh, me and simon are getting the hell out of dodge and that's when one of the people from the communists come in she i think it was a, a lady i don't remember these guys There's are all guy. i
2: think it's okay. an older guy
0: and he's explaining to them like oh simon left with another uh elder of the commune he had to leave and i don't remember the reason why but connie was like that he would never do that to me he would never leave me he wouldn't do that and he's like well he did so
2: <laughs> i think it was true. Cause they had a small truck or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, like to carry two people. <laughs> the
1: stupidest reason,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Like, come on, guys,
0: lie a little better, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Connie's obviously like, That's that's just complete bull, <laughs> you would never do that. And I'm only mentioning this because I think it's around the scene where um, uh, Mark decides to piss on the tree right before, probably. It was right
2: before he, that, yeah,
0: yeah. He's just vibing around, he hears a scream. Mm-hmm. and he turns around and it's almost like, oh, like if you don't, if I think if you don't rewatch it, you don't catch it. I think if it's on your first viewing, you might be like, oh, like punch something random that one of the common people are probably going through. It's a scream, <laughs> They're then, going
1: through something major
3: right now.
0: <laughs> when they're eating again, they're all on this, these long, elaborate dining uh, tables. <sighs> they notice that Connie isn't there. And mm-hmm. they're like explaining like, well, Connie and Simon, Simon, they was said that he left but what about connie and then mark saying like later oh i saw her trying out for like some some olympic running you know like he saw her like sprint
3: yeah, 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 he, yeah he
2: does mention that
0: and which implies that like, she that. was <laughs> running from something like these people are trying to run out with... of the commune <laughs> yeah, yeah like they were but like that she was sprinting so they must have been chasing after her but obviously they probably got her because she shrieks. <laughs> mm-hmm. You hear her shrieking. So she's out for the count. You'll see where she ends up later. Um, but so her and her and Simon are out. So you just have the four, the four left. One of them already is in, already is in bad uh favor for having pissed on the ancestral tree. <laughs> and so you have yeah. the other three who are just hiding. And Christian's being along the move along the way. I forgot to mention this job. He's being hit on by this redhead chick named Maya. I think.
2: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Maya or
0: Maja. Uh, yeah. Probably, probably Maja. He was like kicked by her playfully, and they're eating, and then he he's eating this pie that was given to him, mm-hmm. and then he finds hair in it, and Barks like, "Dude, that's like pubic hair, like that's disgusting," <laughs> and they're like, "Dude, don't eat that," <laughs> which harkens back to that one banner,
1: that one too. Uh oh spaghettios
0: where he's looking across the table and he's like, dude, this guy won't stop staring at me. And this is And then he's like he's like looking at him like really bad. And one of the chicks that Mark was like looking at earlier, you know, she comes up to him and she's like, Would you wanna come with me for a second? And he's like, Hell yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's like, Hell yeah.
1: The guy, this guy's yeah. thinking he's about a party, but little does he know. Yeah, I'm sorry, but if Some
0: guy's mad dogging me, and then some chick comes up to me. It's like, "Hey, you want to go?" I'm gonna assume that I'm about to get jumped
1: <laughs> <laughs> or something, right? Yeah, no, it's yeah. these guys it's, are it not the no smartest. Yeah, it um, ain't no fun room, definitely not.
0: He's taken away. He's he's off. He's like, "Yeah, I'm about to party uh, later that night." You know, they're they don't see Mark throughout the duration of the night. So, so there's a scene before. There's a scene before where. And this happens before, and I'm just barely remembering. Like, in this movie, I'm remembering it out of order. I probably should have wrote down notes in terms of, like, <laughs> the order of events happening. Nah,
1: you're good. You're good.
0: It wasn't in the theatrical cut, but it was in the director's cut. And I actually enjoyed it. Uh, there's a scene after, like, this performance of, like, they're about to throw this chicken to the water or whatever but it was like just an act or something. Danny and Christian are like having this argument over the relationship. And she's like, do you love me anymore? And I feel like like that, that scene alone was like a couple minutes added so much to their characters. You know, it shows that Christian had the chance of speaking up about the truth, but didn't kind of how like you say it, like he was a coward in in a way. And she kind of, she has been picking up these notes. She's not oblivious to it. She doesn't speak up about it, but she's not like, oblivious to it and she she knows about it and i feel like this really adds to the movie i don't know why this was kept out probably because the movie was already long as it is <laughs>
1: it's a long movie yeah a really long movie. i think we mentioned in the beginning it's almost three hours it's insane
0: for that scene uh there's a scene which makes sense where she's like hey um josh i need some sleeping pills which makes sense because if you because we in the theatrical they kept in the pill scene where she asks for it and it's almost like, not not that it's out of random, you know, it's, you know, she might need it after the whole out of stupa thing with the people killing themselves, but you know, like, it makes more sense after this argument that they just had, you know, she does probably doesn't want to think about it.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: she has yeah. this nightmare where the boys get into the vehicle and they all leave her, which does kind of, in a way, come to fruition
2: at the end. <laughs> Good point, yeah. yeah. Different kind of <laughs> different kind of vehicle (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. i'm only mentioning that
0: because i'm pretty sure that nightmare is important And some guy some people who would probably be watching this would be like well you forgot about that and there's a lot of things that alludes to so
2: there's like uh alluding to like suffocating again right oh yeah like smoke and stuff yeah yeah you're right there's like when when she's seeing them
0: leaving the nightmare like she opens up her mouth and like black smoke comes out Mm -hmm. of her mouth that's like alluding to the way the family dies and i think i might be wrong but i think during that nightmare sequence there's like red and blue flashing lights i don't know if that's supposed to represent like the
3: The paramedic
0: i mean Mm -hmm. the police
3: officers maybe i'm
0: not too sure but that that's pretty smart gosh who's the intellectual one of the group
1: he's the redditor
0: <laughs> he he sleeps with the shoes on, and every friend of mine was like, Why is he sleeping with the shoes? And I'm like, It's because he ain't go to sleep. And he wakes up. <laughs> he gets up after everyone's gone to sleep and he sneaks into the building where the scriptures are kept. at And he goes in, and of course, he's using his flash. Like, regardless of whether or not, I'm sure he's been caught the moment he sneaks in because they probably were waiting for him. But, like, oh, come on, man, don't use your flash. That <laughs> just needs more attention. But he's taking pictures of the scriptures, and he notices in the reflection that someone walks in, and he's like, "Mark, is that you?" Like, because Mark has not Mark has been missing this whole time. And he's like, "Mark, is that you?" And like, "What are you doing?" Like, "No, we can't be caught here." And then out of nowhere, Josh gets decked on the on the head, and with this huge mallet, he gets bonked as well, <laughs> and he, like on the floor, like dying, like he's what, well, like he's like breathing horribly or something like that. Yeah, he's
1: messed up. He's messed up it was a
0: really bad head wound yeah he was making these weird noises and he gets dragged away and you see this blood and then you see mark as he like leans over to look into the camera and it's not mark it's someone wearing mark's face i
2: think it's reuben maybe i think so like the heavy breathing i assumed it was but i don't know oh that makes sense
0: i think reuben like sleeps in that building or something like that no i
2: think so yeah (laughs)
0: It's a uh, multi-purpose room, basically. Yeah. <laughs> multi-purpose yeah. room. Someone is wearing Mark's face, and you notice that. oh it's, it's disgusting. You got some leather face vibes there. The next day, when everyone's eating, and by everyone I mean everyone for the commune, and just Danny and Krishna are left, because Simon and Connie are gone, as is Mark, and as is Josh. And they make a point the commune of saying later tomorrow, the day after, uh, once it's morning. I think probably they're having breakfast and they state someone has taken one of the scriptures, whoever has taken it, um, please return it. We won't do anything. Just please return it. Which is obviously, this is a ploy to everyone. I'm sure they know is that no one took the scriptures. They're probably still there. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Christian and Danny are there and they're like, Oh, Christian mainly. He's like, I'm sure it was Josh. Well, actually they bring it up because they're like, it's a coincidence that both Josh and Mark are no longer with you guys and the scriptures aren't either. Mm -hmm. And Josh was writing the thesis on the scriptures and our culture. And Christian's like, yeah, yeah. You know, like it might've been him. Uh, It's not us that we have no association with them. They're not even our friends. (laughs) So (laughs) this guy is able to literally just throw them under the bus. Yeah. (laughs) No hesitation. (laughs) And so, yeah. And But this commune knows already. They already know that the scriptures are still there. They themselves framed Josh. But yeah.
2: Yeah, probably so to give them an excuse for them not being there. Yeah. It's oh, probably an true. excuse. Well, it, it, like it, it probably would have seemed suspicious that they just disappeared.
0: That, yeah, that is that true. Might be, that that, that is might true. Because then they would have been like, well, let's just leave. Because our numbers are
1: dwindling down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, our numbers are dwindling. So now it's just
0: them too they're drinking and i noticed this they all have lemonade and i remember pointed this out his lemonade looks a little pinkish a little orangish. hmm it's um, darker because it's got some ladies uh it's got blood some special in
1: fluid in there yeah
0: <laughs> and it's the redhead who's put a little bit of her period of blood in it and i don't remember if he drinks it or not
1: but
2: you think he does probably
0: downs it and so literally what was seen on the banner is what's occurring right now and That. And so he's pulled away by probably one of the elders and they're like, You're fit to mate with her and whatnot. And he's like, Well, I'm with someone and they're like, Yeah, but like this can
2: I don't remember what they say, but they pull him apart for a short uh I think the elder just says like she doesn't need to know, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he's like, Oh, but I'm with Danny and they're like, Yeah, she doesn't need to know though. This could literally be a one-time thing, and then so they pull him away to talk to some lady in some other building while they're getting uh, ready for the May Queen festival. He has a talk with the lady while they're preparing. He's talking with this lady, and she's. He thinks that it's about Mike and Mark and Josh, and he's like, "No, I swear, I I don't know where they went off with the book." And they're like, "No, like you can mate with Maja, I think Maja or Maya. I'm gonna say Maya. Maya's easier to say." Yeah. Um, fair enough um, you probably went, you know Maya has been looking at you and you guys are you guys are like perfect for this mate yeah she says
3: like astral
2: connection yeah, or something
0: something like that some sort of like connection that they have he he doesn't like give up like a straight yes or no answer but like after after that meeting I think he like looks miserable. <laughs> He's. I mean, he looks miserable throughout the rest of. After that meeting, he looks miserable throughout the movie, because he sits down with the rest of the commune as they're about to witness the uh, May Queen festival, Mm -hmm. and it's this dance that all the, I think like the young ladies of the commune perform, and Danny's invited to join. And they all have to take this tea, and again, obviously, this tea is a drug that they all have to take. Psychedelic tea. Yeah, it's psychedelic, and they have to drink it. And then once they're done drinking it, they have to stand around like this, like huge pole (laughs) and they have to dance around the pole. I realize how I made the sound. Um, (laughs) They just dance around. And then the last one standing is the main queen, The you know, the ones who fall lose. Uh, Christian is there with the elders and everyone else uh, seeing them dance as they start to dance around and whatnot. He's, he's approached by this person and she's like, Oh, drink this tea. Like this will like lower your inhibition or whatever it is. I forget what she says, but he takes it, and then from like this moment on, like he looks miserable. Like he starts shivering, like he
2: looks like having the worst trip imaginable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he does not look
0: great at all. And they're all dancing, and then obviously, one by one, the ladies fall, and then she is the last one remaining because she's the protagonist.
2: (laughs) Danny,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. And then she's crowned the the maid queen and the maid queen has to ride away in this uh chariot or whatever and then she's like is christian gonna join me in the cherry and they're like no the queen rides alone so even though like they've had arguments and disagreements you can tell that she's still like kind concerned of concerned about him yeah yeah, yeah yeah probably a little and, bit yeah and i can i will say that christian does too because after the meeting he has with the lady in that one building he looks guilty like yeah. he, he looks so i would say that he does too like they have they have slight uh, attractions to each other even though it's probably minimal now but they still do but so she gets taken away and he gets taken away to the building where the scriptures were held at where reuben sleeps Ooh, in or vibes yeah. In. Yeah. <laughs> and it's my uh sleep, uh laying down on the floor naked with a slew of women around her, naked, dancing around as they're like humming. And yeah, Christian, thinking.
1: huh? I'm fucking with <laughs>
0: Christian locks in, and he's supposed to have sex with her, which he does, and it's very awkward because he doesn't look <laughs> like he's he doesn't look like he's into it. But it's made more awkward by the fact that there's these like. Old people watching, like old ladies. <laughs> yeah, they're just humming around, and then like there's a scene where like Maya reaches out, and then one of the ladies caresses her and caresses Christian. He's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> so confused by the whole situation. Yeah, and then there's like an old lady who gets behind him, so it's like thrusting him forward. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's playing so, that assist.
1: <laughs> Giving yeah. him an assist. I hate you. <laughs> yeah and she's just being be the so support team you know
2: yeah
0: and i guess it was just to get maya impregnated because like after that then like he just leaves and then i guess Maya seems satisfied he's just like yeah and then he leaves and then he starts running and he's like like what have i done like like he it, he it's almost like the effects of the psychedelics have worn off and he's like what is happening like this isn't me maybe like like What's going on? He runs around the commune mm-hmm. and he enters a building, and he's it, there's these chickens around and whatnot. And he looks up, and I looked up what this is called. They call it a blood eagle, and it's Simon mm-hmm. from the beginning who is strung up. And I read exactly what they do to people who are who become blood eagles. The Blood Eagle was a torture method that was used by the Vikings. How they did it was the skin on your back would be sliced open exposing your ribcage. Your ribs would be snapped back making oh, it look geez. like you have wings. Then your lungs would be dragged out and left hanging outside of your body while you suffocate.
2: Oh, you man. were alive
1: too when they did this. It's
2: it's it's, it's exactly that. It's really crazy. gnarly stuff.
1: Yeah. His His
0: lungs look like they've been just ripped down. They look like wings. And they're
2: still breathing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, it's so gnarly. Yeah. it's disgusting. They they don't shy away from showing you by the way because they do I not you see part of his like bones in the back of his mm-hmm. like they're like snapped and it's disgusting. And then his eyes they replaced his eyeballs with flowers. So that's like that's that's terrifying. And he's strung up. Mm-hmm oh and he 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 comes across simon who has become the blood eagle it's oh and i read up i quickly got this from found flakes who said that blood eagles are are punishment given to those who are considered honorless individuals so simon probably criticizing um them about the stupa probably made him like honorless maybe I don't know why, in
1: their eyes, eyes, at least. Yeah,
0: yeah. So maybe that might be why he was turned into this. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of more other connections to like Viking lore because they do mention the Vikings in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't know anything about Vikings other than like Thor, Loki. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's because of the movies. Um, <laughs> he looks at this and he is understandably hor- horrified, mm-hmm. and he turns around to see this elder who blows
2: some mysterious
0: powder some like spices or herbs in his face and he knocks out and and even though it's horrific this entire scene it it's pretty sick when he's on the ground and the elder you know like when you die they always like close your eyes it's kind of like that where the the old man goes to the camera lenses and he closes one eyelid and you see half of the camera go like black half of the screen goes black and then he reaches up for the other side to close that eyelid and the other the other half of the screen goes yeah, it's a black. really cool effect yeah, and it's pretty sick. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting in the horrifying
2: sequence. And then he wakes up. Oh, you're forgetting oh. that. Um, yes, I. Uh, before he runs out of the. Yeah. Mating shack, yeah. <laughs> multi-purpose room. Which the
0: yes, shack. there's a lot. I forgot. I'm so sorry. I just. Oh, you're I, good. Just um, reminding you. Yeah, he. While he's doing his little mating sesh, which by the way is Reuben is like in the corner of the room looking at all this. I'm sorry, he's a child. You shouldn't be looking at this. <laughs> I don't know. I question the people. Well, I mean, obviously you should That's you
1: quite what were you question? It's... The child? That's what you're questioning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, before he leaves, uh after she's been like crowned the May Queen, Danny and all the ladies return and they're about to take her away to do this one thing and she's like she's hearing all these moans of these these old women who are mimicking uh maya's noises (laughs) and she's like well what's all that noise coming from and they're like oh no no don't go over there and you know danny still goes and
2: that's not for us is what they say
0: yeah and danny goes in and she sees through like the keyhole that christian is banging this redhead and She, like, she, like, leaves horrified and she starts, like, throwing up and she feels like, I mean, understandably, so she feels sick and she starts crying and whatnot. And again, in the scene that we've seen before, you know, like, all the ladies who are around her start mimicking her, her agony and her crying. So as she's crying, everyone around her is crying as well. Very disturbing. I hate, I kind of hate when they do that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's just disturbing. Christian... He's awakened, and you have this lady who's standing before him, and she explains that he is conscious, but he cannot move or speak, which is one of the most terrifying things ever. He's just there in a wheelchair and he's being hauled around. Danny is sitting in like this huge floral dress that I compared to like Jabba the Hutt. (laughs) It's, It's a beautiful version of Jabba the Hutt. And she's sitting there, and they're explaining that. Uh, I think it's like the final day or something of their mm-hmm. of their festival. And the way they end things is they end it with nine offerings, which again, the number nine comes up. Nine offerings, four outsiders, four people from the commune, and one special person. And so they explain that uh, they already have the four outsiders, who are Simon, Connie, Mark, and Josh. Four insiders, two people who have died previously uh ingmar who volunteers as is some other guy so some four randos except for ingmar who we know of and then there's a the ninth
2: person who has to be oh charged. i thought the the first two from the inside were the two old people that died weren't they oh, no? no
0: because they were burnt to ash member
2: oh yeah yeah um, you're right
0: and in when they're placed in the in the in the in the little triangle building, like they still have their faces and right, their faces yeah. coming out. So
2: yeah, yeah you're right.
0: Um, that's the only reason why I remember that. That's like, it's not them, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know who the people from the commune are supposed to be other than Ingmar. Yeah. That's who the four outsiders were. So Pele, when bringing his friends over, clearly knew what he was doing.
2: That sick son of a bitch. Um, he, was, and he was spared too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he because... brought Danny who turned out to be the May
0: queen. Yeah. And Ingmar, Ingmar did the same thing Pelle did by bringing outsiders, and and he volunteered. So it's interesting that like Ingmar and Pelle both did the same thing, but you know like one volunteered to do. I I don't know, but like it's interesting, I guess. I would definitely like to see what Connie was running from, and like why she screamed. Like I would love to see from their perspectives, like what happened to Mark. They should do like too.
2: Maybe well, maybe not Simon's. I I don't think I'd want to see that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're like okay so we have the four people from the outside and four people from the inside we have the ninth person yet to be chosen and the may queen will have the honor of choosing the ninth person now there's two people she can either choose uh christian who's in the wheelchair she has the option of choosing him or someone who's randomly selected using some old bingo machine that like it's between christian or this guy And Danny doesn't stay straightforward, but you can probably guess who she's gonna choose after that scene that she just witnessed. And she chose Christian,
2: and who's like completely drugged out of his mind. (laughs) Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, I would. Has no
0: control. I know that sucks. I even and I said this before. Even though. He is a dick throughout the movie. I don't think he deserves what he... I don't think any of these people deserve what they got. Yeah,
1: no, they don't deserve to die. Like, jeez.
0: Yeah. Especially uh, Simon and Connie. I don't think so. Maybe we didn't get enough of them. So I... Maybe, like... Maybe they were dicks. Who knows? But I don't... Oh, my God. I don't know. It's just horrific. And so they prepare the festivities. And they roll out all the people. They roll out Mark, uh, Connie... The outsiders. They, they put him in this triangular yellow-looking building that stands out because it's there's this natural landscape and there's just this bold yellow triangle sh- structure in the middle. It's a very beautiful building until you realize what's going to happen inside of it. Um, <laughs> most of these buildings, and uh, they're preparing Christian and his part of the ritual, which is there was a bear that was seen earlier that I forgot I completely forgot to mention. They're like, what's this bear doing here? And it's like, it's nothing. It's just a bear. Uh, Well, that bear uh, is coming in later on. He yeah. is stuffed inside of that bear. They they carve out the insides of the bear, hollow the bear out, stuff him in, and they roll him over to the building. They put him in the middle. They put all the people around. They put Ingmar and the other guy who's alive. They're the only two that are alive. Everyone else is dead, except for Christian. But he really can't move or anything. Kind of alive,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Neither here nor there.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so they're all placed inside the building. And they're given this, like, piece of... I think they call it the yew tree. And they're like, you won't feel pain. Which is bullshit. Because they do feel pain. <laughs> you hear them scream. <laughs> as soon as they catch on fire. Yeah. And they uh, light the thing up. And you see just Christian just there. As everything goes. <laughs> yeah. in very. And... Uh, you hear Ingmar and the other guy starts screaming as they're like lit ablaze and everyone in the commune starts uh, crying uh, empathizing with them you know reflecting what they're crying like and you see Danny just looking at the at first it almost looks like she's looking at like horror but afterwards she just like smiles she's looking at it she's like Mm -hmm. she smiles and it feels so, dep- it feels so, this isn't like a happy ending. And then she's just there smiling and I'm like, oh no, they've got her into the cult now. <laughs> Basically. So um, the movie ends and throughout the movie, like, like at that ending, they're playing like this, this happy music as like, you see these bodies burn. And it's like, it's so disturbing. I don't know. It's disturbing, but that's, that's where the movie ends. I might've forgotten a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> But that's essentially the gist of it. Um, it just yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, I don't know if it's streaming on most places, but I know um, it's. Yeah, on- I don't.
1: It's it's old enough that it, it's old enough. Okay, so it's in that weird place where it's old enough that it's not.
3: Uh,
1: yeah, it's old enough that it's not on like newer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: Streaming websites. It so on it, on it, it's Amazon. new
1: enough that it's not like had its time i don't know i don't know if i'm
2: making sense yeah i think i've seen it on amazon prime video yeah Yeah. i thought it might be there so you can check that out i don't know if that's
0: like the director's cut or theatrical but if you could get the director's cut i recommend getting that i recently bought the director's cut version from a24 from their website i'll probably put it on my instagram once it arrives on our instagram the salems underscore station and it's like this beautiful like yellow booklet which houses the blue rain inside pretty sick i'll mention briefly some things and connections that i was able to find i think i don't know if it's from the found flicks video or from the dead meat video but supposedly ari astro was going through a breakup when he wrote this movie which that makes sense it makes complete sense considering the basic premise of this movie the two main um, characters. Breathing and the pulsating uh visuals throughout the movie are reminiscent of how the family died. I mentioned already as how Christian is stuck in the dead bear, representing him being stuck in this dead relationship. Him being unable to move inside the bear might be him being unable to leave the relationship. I'm not... That might be correlation.
1: Being forced um, to watch? Yeah. Do you think that has anything...
0: Yeah, probably. He's seeing how his relationship furthers and there's nothing it's out of his control you know danny's family Mm. dies and he no longer can break up you know it's out of his control he can't he can no longer break up with her i guess that could be
1: or uh how powerless how powerless he's felt like because like all these situations he's been put in he's never really had a choice
0: Yeah, yeah that that could also be that i think that thing that's like nailed that's that's definitely we nailed down probably what that is uh mark when he's being uh put in the uh in the pyramid the yellow triangle building he they dress him up as a fool he's like the little jester things and throughout the movie they keep saying like they talk they talk about the game uh skin the fool and mark his face was skinned off and that one guy was wearing it so he's the fool who is skinned so when you hear the skin the fool from this movie that's referenced towards mark I talked about already the Wizard of Oz and how it's a Wizard of Oz for perverts and how the gang here represents that. Um, she stays, stays in Oz.
1: <laughs> she stays yeah. in Oz and becomes a queen.
0: They mentioned her in the beginning and I I kind of briefly talked about it, how they mentioned Mark was like, dude, why are all the women here like beautiful? And uh, Josh said that it's because the Vikings went around and got all the best uh, women from the other countries and brought them here, which kind of happens to Danny she's from she's brought here and she doesn't leave so that could be like maybe they're keeping up with that tradition subtly you know what i mean oh 90 years nine the 90 years and the the nine victims one thing that i found interesting that i think that had mentioned i think i'm not too sure was that there so it was mentioned in the movie that their lives are spread into the seasons: spring summer fall winter and the summer season would be people ages 18 to 36. These people are in college. Some of them are writing their theses. So it's probably like late twenties, right in 25. the middle of uh, 18 to 36. So they're in their midsummer of their lives, which, you know, the movie midsummer, midsummer probably a reference to that
1: pretty tongue in cheek, but a reference nonetheless.
0: And there's a scene, I don't know if this pertains to anything, it might have a deep meaning, but there's a scene where, they're i think planting some plants i maybe they're planting something they put a slab of meat over it when christian when he's running around the cop you naked after having fucked uh maya um <laughs> 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 i'm sorry <laughs> no that, uh, he's seen, one broke me. he sees josh's foot in a bush just sticking out of the ground yeah yes yeah and it's obviously not his body because he's put in the triangular building but maybe like they put the meat like not just like animal meat but like human meat along with the plants as well I don't know maybe there's a deeper meaning for that but that's a couple of the things we found from the movie I'm sure that there's a lot more things in the movie considering the runtime is almost three hours this homie had a lot to put in here what was your guys' favorite scenes from the movie Uh, I'll go with uh, Enrique first
2: my favorite scene um i think definitely the most memorable scene for me is that cliff scene just like in uh terrifier there's like that one scene that you just can't get out of your mind but as far as like the scene that i like the best i'd probably say it's kind of like the just the general build-up any scene that like kind of seems like passive Mm-hmm. But, but like you just feel like this sense of dread even though everything's like so bright and colorful
3: <laughs> yeah
0: it's it doesn't it seems inconsequential at first but then it, it's it's like oh that's what that was yeah
2: as you start to get the feel of the tone of the movie every scene like lighthearted scene just seems like so tense what about you alex Any scene that stuck out? that you The man
1: pissed on the sacred log. (laughs) Of all the logs in the forest, of which there are many, this man chooses the one they bury the dead in.
2: I mean, I think he even saw them, like, scattering the ashes on them, (laughs) probably.
1: And he's like, there. I'm a piss there. Like, like, you you can't... This is the dumpster, I guess. (laughs) It's so funny. it's so funny because it's something that would happen it's something that's so likely like (laughs) like the one log it's like this is the sacred log it's like what
0: that's honestly a pretty funny reason for that character to get killed off her (laughs) yeah the
1: man had to take a leak and he got slaughtered for it oh
0: man simon and connie get taken out because they want to leave in the beginning Mm-hmm. Josh is taken out for taking pictures of, like, the sacred text. I hope he just gets taken out for taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, if you have to ask my favorite scene, that one. Just that whole situation. Yeah. Uh, I think
0: my favorite scene... I don't know why I asked favorite. I probably should ask scariest. Because there's a lot of, <laughs> like, horrifying scenes. But my favorite yeah. scene, I don't know. Um, that tree log one is pretty funny. I think it might be the scene... Maybe only because it's a deleted scene, I've never seen it before, but when they were arguing, mm-hmm. like I felt like that brought so much emotion out of the characters. I was like, that scene, that scene sticks out to me. I was like, oh shoot. The dialogue, the dialogue in the movie throughout is ingenious. But throughout that conversation, I thought it was pretty spot on, pretty sick. As I said, people view this movie as either liking it or not liking it. Um, I guess I'll talk about the pro and cons really quick. I'll do the cons first so we can end on. A good note with the pros. (laughs) Those of you who are probably listening are like, wait a minute. So far, they're praising the movie. Why is it so low on the list? Why is it number 89? Well, one of the reasons is why is because I feel like a lot of movies on this list are much more rewatchable.
1: Mm -hmm. Hold on. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: I'd agree with that.
1: Yeah. I heavily agree with that.
0: So much of a rewatchable, and that alone doesn't make it go down, but this movie, and there's actually a reason why I brought Enrique onto this episode. It's because when I see horror movies, I feel like there's two spectrums that you can go to. And to me, Terrifier is at one end of the spectrum and Midsommar is at the other, where you can go a cheap route I mean, Terrifier was cheap, right? But, like, they knew what they were going for with the gore. And the gore is pretty awesome in that movie. I will give it that. You can either go for, like, a simple slasher. There's no characters at all. There's no meaning behind the movie. You're just there just for the, simples, just for the simple kills. Or you can go the other route, where it's this... The characters are great, and the acting is great, and everything is great. But it's... Some things are overdone, I feel, like, in terms of meaning and, the. Like, Subtext and then things that aren't stated. I feel like most people that want to watch a good horror movie probably would want to go in for like just an experience and not really analyze things. This movie is great for like analyzing things, but like if you just want to watch a horror movie, I don't think I
1: don't know, definitely not. There's too much, there's too much here, you know.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's too much meat on this movie, dead meat. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I feel like one time maybe. Like the runtime, you know, it's almost three hours, you know, like there's a lot in this movie. And I I forgot the the way things played out right now. You know, I, I just, just cracked like my knuckles directly different. into
1: the mic. Yeah. I'm sorry about that if you're wondering what that was.
0: Oh, sorry. No and I, I feel like somewhere, is like on the far sector where, like, on the far side of the section where, like, you might have overdone it. It's everything is perfect, but maybe it's like way too perfect. <laughs> I feel
3: like, yeah
0: and then terrifying on the other end is like like you know what you want and you get it but I wish there were a little bit more whereas Mitha, I like I wish there were a little bit less um, <laughs> that's it you know like I, the acting the acting's great you know it the, every, oh yeah the great the cinematography is great it's shot beautifully it's daytime most of the time the fact that they were able to make daytime scary perfect it's just again too much i feel like this movie might have gone for like more of an artsy i mean i don't know it's an indie film but i feel like this movie is too artsy for my taste it's too out there i guess maybe because i i don't know i don't know how to explain it but that's how i feel about it and i i think most people who don't like the movie i don't hate and i don't hate the movie i just it's not my liking i guess so that's why it's pretty low even though it's there's really literally no like specific thing i can pinpoint that's like bad i just i just think that it's like way too there's many things said. like i'll just i'll use hereditary as an example hereditary hereditary is really high on my list i think it's on my top 30 on the list it's really good and it's also made by ari aster hereditary does the same thing where it has its gore when it's needed not as much as this movie this movie i mean oh, it's yeah, it's perfect movie. anyways but hereditary does have that thing where like things are subtle at first but then the once you see it it's like whoa like the thing with hereditary though is i can see how everything see how things unfold as they probably would naturally like for instance they're driving by in the beginning as they're going to the the town that i think they're going to live in now there's a symbol on the pole and it, it kind of, the camera stays on the pole for like a couple seconds. It's almost insignificant. Uh, but that kind of sticks with you. And you're like, well, why did it focus on that for a bit? And then you have the car coming back where uh, Charlie, I think is the girl's name. She's gasping because she has the nut allergy, the peanut allergy. And uh, they swerve and she, her head gets knocked off by the pole. You know, that pole almost, you, you remember uh, why that happened in the poll having that symbol and it's almost like you can kind of connect the dots I feel along the way is like oh this is that this is that this is doing that and then along the way you're able to connect the narrative and being like oh this is where it all led to and naturally eventually it would have occurred it would have led all everything would have led to this regardless of what happened whereas in Midsommar it's like there's too many things to put together. It's like, well, this is that, this is that, this is that. Whereas Hereditary, I think, juggled it perfectly. Even There's like things that if you want to watch a horror movie just like for the experience, you know, it's good. But if for those that people that want deeper meaning, it's got it. Whereas this, I feel like, is only for the people who want deeper meaning. If that makes any sense, I don't know. But yeah. that's the reason why. I can um, see
2: that.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the yeah, movie I of, that. that we're covering next, I want it is right now, but it does have that same issue. But I think it also keeps in mind the people that just want an experience. I don't know, but that's that's the only it's that's why it's low. I don't think I can rewatch this. I would only rewatch this and probably not the movie itself, but certain scenes when it comes to like analyzing things like, does this mean this? Does this mean that? But I don't see myself rewatching this. I've only seen this I twice. First time for ranking this list and then this now. But everything else is beautiful. Beautifully shot. Beautifully acted. Wonderful. Everything. The music is creepy. The atmosphere is creepy. Everything's creepy. This cult is creepy. One of the creepiest cults I've ever seen. This creepy. This cult is scary.
1: It is. I like, it really is.
0: I had mentioned that I like the Wicker Men more, but I think the cult in this is much more terrifying <laughs> than the Wicker Men. Like because the Wicker Men's older, but this is uh, one yeah. one crazy cult. <laughs> this is probably <laughs> the scariest cult I've seen in
2: any horror movie yet,
1: so scary shit, dude,
2: yeah, uh, well, if it's only every ninety years, then
3: that's
2: oh, true. that's true,
1: right.
0: We would normally go over the legacy of the film, like sequels or t v shows, but there really is no this is a one and done movie. It's yeah. an indie film, so this might be like a some franchise. It should honestly not like that even though it's long on my list, I don't think you can perfect this any more than you can.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's about it, I guess.
3: Yeah.
0: I don't know what else to say. <laughs> 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 I promised I wouldn't rant that much about this movie, and I guess I hopefully stuck to that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say you ran. it. Um, it wasn't. Yeah. Earlier this episode, I said last week we did Clearfield. Um, I was just talking with you. We had said that we would not mention that We were gone for like over a month.
3: It's been a while. No,
0: yeah. Been a while. Sorry for the delay, but school, work, everything piled up on us. (laughs) Life. Yes. The crazy year as it is. But we will be back now that school is over, hopefully, uh, for episode 88. We actually hope to knock out all the 80s soon. I might be saying that right now. I'm hating myself later for not doing that. (laughs) But uh, next episode is. uh, uh, for those of you who enjoy deeper meanings in movies, next catch us next episode as we will cover a movie that kind of does that. Join us next episode as we venture down to the catacombs of Paris and try to see if we can explain, what is it, the nine levels of hell from Dante's Inferno? I, won't say what the, I, might, you know, I might as well just say what the movie is, as above, so below. There you go. That's the next movie. Episode number I think we
1: owe it to you guys after yeah. the long wait.
0: Episode eighty-eight. We'll be delving down on that movie. Uh, uh, these movies, by the way, these next couple of weeks aren't bad. I swear. Cloverfield was the last one I'm gonna rant on. Uh see you guys next week. Yeah. Uh thank <laughs> you, Enrique, for joining us again on this episode.
2: <laughs> thank you for having me.
0: I know we've fun. probably seen Dead today, but uh, thank you everyone for joining us on this m- movie.
3: <laughs> I
0: this don't know what's say.
1: Well, We're going to try and upload a lot more.
0: Yeah. The reason if I sound dead, by the way, is because this movie is three hours long. You guys can watch it if you want, but holy cow, this is probably the longest movie we'll watch at all. Like, this is the longest movie we'll watch throughout this entire of the podcast. I don't know how it's long not,
1: last, it's not but... going to be the lo- the longest episode though.
0: No, definitely not. I think Leprechaun has this beat like an hour and thirty minutes or so. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've had uh, two hours. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. Um, i your host Robert. My host Alex. We'll see you next episode on the Witching Hour.
1: Bye.
0: Uh... Here are some random tangents i decided to leave in for you guys because why not i found them
3: pretty funny <laughs> there you go <laughs> um oh, don't you it, know i'm actually uh, not recording all of this i'd like uh i also like miley cyrus's
0: current voice
2: i don't know what she sounds like right now
0: <laughs> like it's almost like a little bit raspy
2: Yeah.
1: Uh. i should probably do this before we start the episode no, no, do no, well. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave for the I'm opening my can of soda. I oh, want in the middle dude, of our intro dude. for me to be opening a can of soda.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, leave that in, leave it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> leave it in until, like, after we do the introductions, and let there be a lot of to just pop that open. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, after we say the intro, there's a sign to pop it open. <laughs> it's like, sorry, I'm thirsty. <laughs> before talking about all the bullshit in this movie. <laughs>
0: I feel like we might I feel like some viewers might agree with us, and I feel like some viewers might be like, What do you mean? Do you not see the
3: how good this movie is?
1: (laughs) Okay, let all right Robert, go ahead. Whenever you're ready. Oh god, I forgot how to do these you're
0: how stressful it was for you doing this, huh? Dude, it was so
1: stressful, I did the intro once, only once, and it was so stressful.
0: Dude, I don't know why, but doing these intros honestly is the most stressful thing of this entire thing. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm literally what started in the show. Um... <clears throat> <clears throat> All
3: right.
0: Okay. What did I used to say? Okay. Hold on. Show <laughs> <just don't> notes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I gotta sound natural. Like we, like we've done this a while. You know, we gotta acknowledge. We gotta make sure we uh, don't acknowledge our absence and just act like the show's been going on, man. Okay, (laughs) can we say last week? Let's say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
3: (laughs) yes. (laughs) I'm so down. Okay, I got this.